everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. This is a really fun, special episode of the podcast where we are going to go back to better days where we had Disney films being released in theaters. And we're going to talk about 2017. We've already, Stanford and I have already done our rankings for, for Disney films 2019 and 2018. So we thought it'd be fun to do 2017. And uh, so I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Stanford's here. Hey, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a, it's been a crazy day, but, uh, but yeah, we got that announcement about Disneyland and that was pretty devastating, but, uh, but trying to make you it know, through, trying to make it's it through. It's so sad, isn't it? I, I was really anticipating, I mean, I guess maybe I was just setting myself up for, so just trying to protect myself, knowing how yeah. sad it's going to be, but knowing know. that, that Disneyland is not going to open until 2021, you know, yeah. at, at, at least if that, if if it's yeah, it's going to be uh, anyway. It's a it's mess. It's really it's a mess. <laughs> but sad, sad. Yeah. It's very sad. So hopefully we can brighten your day if you're listening, and we can talk about silly rankings because. It's just too depressing. <laughs> exactly. And I was saying off air that I think that you and I are going to have pretty different rankings. Uh, yeah, I'm really one. looking forward. To, I was looking forward. To. We we usually are pretty close. Pretty close. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's ten movies that came out from Disney. Uh, the whether it's Marvel, Star Wars, Disney Nature uh pixar all of that 10 films and we th- also threw in one uh decom yes, disney channel original channel. movie original yes i, <laughs> I figured I had, <laughs> uh, we had to do this podcast because i made stanford watch the descendants movies <laughs> i made it through two of them I don't know why I got it in me. <laughs> the watch number three. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so you'll have to let us know your rankings if you are listening in the comment yes. section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear. And uh, there's nobody's wrong or right. It's just a silly ranking. So don't get offended. Uh, but uh, yes. So let's start at the bottom. And I'll go first because I'm pretty sure which one's yours. And <laughs> for me, the I would rather watch almost anything than watch Beauty and the Beast 2017. I just don't like it. <laughs> and the more I've sat on it, the less I've liked it. I didn't like it when I first saw it. And I... I uh, are really... I, I was. It's one of the only movies that I did a... Uh, a uh, 53 minute video with my nitpicks about <laughs> Beauty and the Beast 2017. <laughs> um, and I literally had a notepad just full of things that irritated me uh, yeah. and that I disliked. And the fact that they had that terrible singing just is unexcusable. Like what on earth? I mean, especially if you're gonna have the rest of the cast singing well, and then you have that auto-tuned, mechanical-sounding singing. It was horrible. It was a horrible decision. And almost every single decision they made, I disliked in this movie. 
And I, I don't have anything against Emma Watson. I don't have anything against Dan Stevens. I just don't like this movie. And uh, I know a lot of people, it has its fans, but it's not for me. I don't care for it. And uh, I, yeah, I would rather watch Descendants 2. At least that's trying to do something different. At least it has a little bit of creativity. It has, it has the water dance at the end, which I think is pretty good choreography and is a lot of fun. I would rather watch it than watch Beauty and the Beast <laughs> 17. <laughs> so there you go. That's my number 10. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Rach, uh, my number 10 is also Beauty and the Beast. No way. I yeah. thought for sure. <laughs> it was going to be Descendants. <laughs> yes. Oh, maybe we won't be that different. <laughs> well, Descendants is number nine. But no, we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get me. there. <laughs> uh, but Beauty and the Beast 2017, I'm with you, is... I hate this movie so much. I mean, I, uh, I, I've only seen it once. I saw it once in the theater, and uh, I hope I never have to sit through it ever again in my entire life. It, yeah. uh, I mean, part of it which makes me so mad is that it, uh, you know, it's it's this remake of of my my all time favorite Disney animated. Show. Yeah, me too. And and so, and I'm with you. I know that it's a Hollywood tradition to hire non-singers in, you know, to play these lead roles in musicals. But still, it just seems that there could have been so many different people they could have picked. I know that the Harry Potter people were going to come after me. Emma Watson was a horrible choice yeah. for this film. She's, I think she's, she's, she's darling and was, was great in Harry Potter and, 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 and many other things that she's done. And I think she's a great role model and, you know, just a lot of great, good stuff about her as a person but oh in this movie i just i'm I, the auto-tune i mean as yeah. you mentioned I, I don't necessarily even blame her i mean it's yeah. not her fault that they that they auto-tuned her and made her sound like that what were they thinking i, know, I mean I know. It, it, unless you're gonna have everyone else sounding like that it just sounds so weird i would mm -hmm. rather have her being pitchy and and her normal voice than have yeah. her sound like that yeah you know i mean mm -hmm. it's or dub her what on earth if if, if you can't yeah. make it sound better than that then dub yeah. her exactly. and that would have made i still would have been irritated but it would have been mm -hmm. way way better and that was just unforgivable yeah uh, <laughs> just everything soups and nuts i hated i hated the look of the enchanted characters oh uh, you know lumiere yeah. And like, then, yeah, then the whole thing where they make it, the, the, the enchanted characters, they're culpable for what happened. And they make us, we, if we hadn't, if we had said something, if we had done something, but we just let them. And I'm like, you are servants. He's the king. What are you supposed to do? And you're somehow to blame for this? Oh, uh, the, the I, script was and then, furious <laughs> when they go all black plague you know to find to to uh to uh you know how bell mom's died bell's mom mother passed away so it's like ew like it what makes, does that have to do with anything it doesn't make any sense why would why would maurice keep that from bell 
It's not uh, like it's an STD or something. It's not something to be embarrassed about. To, like be, to bring shame to the family or something. Yeah. It's like, it was such a plague, you know? It makes and, no sense yeah. and made me... This, and, and why would Maurice uh, not want Gaston to court his daughter when literally he's the only person who's helping him? Like, it makes no sense. Like, we understand it because Gaston is the villain. But because because of the previous film, but in right. the, in the in if you look at this film as its own thing, his behavior makes no sense. Literally, Gaston is the only one helping him, and he's like, "Oh, I want to marry your daughter or whatever," and and uh, and he's like, "I would never allow you around my daughter." I'm like, "What? That makes no sense. <laughs> what?" And so I I I really would rather watch just about anything over yeah, watching Beauty and the Beast yeah. again. I, I, I have to say there was one thing, Rachel, that the only thing that I sort of liked uh-huh. in this in this film is the new song that Alan Menken wrote for Beast, Evermore. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful song. I can't say that Dan Stevens' auto-tune singing it is yeah. great, but uh, Josh Groban singing it was great. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I can agree with you on there. I I can. Yeah, that's the only thing that I think that is even remotely redeeming about this film. I also don't mind Maurice's little song that he sings. Oh yeah, that's true. That one's okay, but I I just I think Luke Evans was good casting for Gaston. Yeah, he was the only one that I thought that you know that was probably a pretty good. And Mm -hmm. if there weren't singing. These other actors would have been fine, although I don't think Ewan McGregor does a really great French accent. And he said that he didn't even watch the movie. He didn't even see the original. So I have no patience for him. (laughs) So there we go. Uh, I'll put a link down to my 53-minute video with my nitpicking about... I I went into great detail about every... That Uh, book? The book was the worst. Like what and, <laughs> in the world? They even messed up the library scene. They I know. They even which got is, that wrong, which is like, which, yeah, one of the best parts. Incre- yeah, this is like this is the most important scene. Uh, <laughs> oh so, dear. Yeah. So bad. So we so have bad. the same ten and the same nine. I. So with Descendants two, I actually enjoyed the first one. I thought it was fun. I thought it was clever. It is on a budget for Disney Channel. But Kristen Chenoweth, I thought, brought a lot to the first one. Yes, And for sure. uh, Evil Like Me. And I liked all of the adults, actually. And so the second one that they went without the adults, which I'm sure was a big, was a big favorite of the target audience, so it makes sense. Uh, I'm sure they don't care about the adult characters. Right. Um, <laughs> So, but to me, that was a loss because I really enjoyed them. And, uh, and I, I think really the only thing to me that has going for it is the choreography, particularly that water dance at the end. I yes. It's really fun. It's, yeah, it's really fun. It's uh, very similar to one of the dances in Step Up 3, but, uh, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, but it's it's good. It's good choreography. It's energetic. It's fun. It's harmless for teens. They'll love it. Uh, but I do think it's a step down from the first one. 
so I, you know clearly i'm i i am i'm about as far away from the target audience as you can get so i i don't wish to you know i mean it is what it is right but yeah. it was rough for me. <laughs> <laughs> i'll just say <laughs> trying to get through both of those was rough i'm with you kristen in the in the first one kristen chenoweth raises it up because she's just so good right uh and only the really the only thing i had to really compare it to rachel was uh I've seen those those High School Musical films that Kenny Ortega did for Disney, mm-hmm. and um, frankly, I thought those were better. Uh, yeah. Just because I just thought they had better scripts, and 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 you know, even though I mean, it's still all pretty you know simple and superficial and whatnot. But I don't know. I thought those were for me. Those were more fun. Maybe I could just relate to them a little bit more. But yeah. The uh, um, plus, I thought. Utah. Yeah, plus that, I mean, that was probably fun too. Because <laughs> at, at my at my alma mater, that's oh, where no I went way. to high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so that was you know, yeah, that was enjoyable too. But I, I digress. The, for Descendants, I and particularly Descendants two, um, I just I thought that the the uh, costumes were clever. I thought the premise the premise is really clever. Yeah, I just I just felt like it, maybe it was just budgetary thing or, or whatnot uh and they were just like making it really fast or something mm-hmm. too but it, and again i'm not the target audience so it, yeah. it was hard for, <laughs> i didn't enjoy it <laughs> but still i'd rather watch it than beauty and the beast yes so, yeah yep. i agree i think it's a step down from the first one um i i also agree that the high school musical movies are better um but like i said i think it's harmless it i didn't yeah. you know, i didn't go fresh on it on rotten tomatoes but mm-hmm. i think it's uh uh i can see why it has its appeal and its audience oh yeah yeah i mean you know i've got friends with with either teenage or or tweens you know age kids and they eat it up they love it you know that's like the, the, yeah the other, so well, the next three, I honestly really struggled <laughs> with. Um, <laughs> kind of a, a, a kind of a three-way tie. Okay, of, all right. Of, of mediocrity for me. <laughs> for me. <laughs> neither of these are movies that I like very much. Very much. I don't hate them. I guess they have their pluses, but but um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> my number eight is pirates of the caribbean dead men tell no tale tell no tales and i actually had this higher but then i recently did a rewatch of the pirates movies for my ranking of the movies based on disney rides and i it didn't hold up very well for me uh i just think it was such a mistake for for the fourth and fifth one to make jack the lead character and he's just almost unredeemable. I mean, he's just so, uh, like, there was always an idea that he was sort of smarter than everybody else in playing this part of the drunk, you know, guy. But now yeah. he's, just, he's just a total mess and, uh, and drunk and, you know, giving a, and, and the whole, like, whole battle for the tri, tri, uh, trident um wasn't yeah. very interesting to me i mean jeffrey rush is always fun 
but yes. I didn't like either of the new of the children of of or Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley or whatever. Um the 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 son and then and then and the then other uh like like the love interest for him. Yeah, the other love the... interest, yeah. The younger yeah. generation, the replacements yes. of them. I didn't like either of them that much. I didn't think they were very charismatic or very good. It was just a pretty blah movie. It has its moments, but like I said, when I watched it again, it moved uh, down in my Pirates ranking. Uh, and um, so that's where I ended up putting it at number eight. Uh, well, you know, we're on roll here, Rachel, because that's where I have it. Is, <laughs> no it, number, is it number eight? Yeah. It, uh, um, you know, I, I'm with you. I saw, I, this is one I, I saw once in the theater and while I didn't just despise it, I was just like one of those, I hope I never have to watch this again. You know, I, I thought I just, I'm with you. I think that making, making Jack the lead character is, was a misguided script decision. Yeah. And none of the new characters, none of the, none of it's just like that none of it could ca- recapture the magic of of uh, that, that that first movie or even some of the second movie. You know, mm-hmm. I think just they had that great cast and such a fun, uh, you know, I think an interesting script and Jack Sparrow was so random that you just okay, you almost couldn't believe it. You know, that was just so fun. And this here, I just it all just felt very tired to me, and 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 just again mostly just a money grab. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it has some fun action set pieces. It does absolutely, but... and you know the digital effects. I think I think that the production is is very high. You know that, and that's the thing that's so frustrating about these movies. I think too is like they they they. They're not making them on the cheap, but no. man, you just wish they could just be better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 Really only the first one is the only one that I really like, really like. The rest are kind of a chore to sit through. I, yeah. I, they're, I, I'm with you. I was, like watching, I was watching the game. I was like, why did I agree to do this? Why did I just, why <laughs> am I watching these movies again? <laughs> They're so I, long, and they, you are bra- you are brave and strong, and Rachel, I which the, I already knew. <laughs> and I watched the Country Bears, so that was a, that oh, was eventful. That was eventful. That that is <laughs> that is really sacrificing for your work, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, sacrificing for the craft. <laughs> <laughs> So my guess is that my next one you have higher, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, so at number seven, I have The Last Jedi. And uh, so this, this is a frustrating movie because I get it yeah, that absolutely. he was trying to be ambitious. He was trying to do something different, but you're he not. Meaning, he meaning Ryan Johnson? Yes, but yeah. he's not part of an individual film he's part of a franchise and the continuity matters and the storytelling matters so especially with our lead character that of of the whole entire franchise what he does to luke it makes him a coward i just can't forgive i hated it 
that part of it. I, I also hated Leia flying through space. Uh, it looked ridiculous to me. I've, I'm just like, what is going on? I hated the whole cannabite sequence. I thought it was so dumb. Yeah, that was, and, that was rough too. Yeah. yeah, it looks nice. I love anything with, I'm a big Raylo defender. I loved the, I thought those two actors had such great chemistry together. And I thought that was intriguing. You can decide whether you think it pays off in Rise of Skywalker or not. But um, but I really like um, their not. <laughs> their, their, uh, Sorry. Yeah, their interactions were to me the saving grace of this film. Um, but I don't understand why you have General Holdem, Admiral, whatever Holdem, when Laura Dern. Yeah, I don't understand why we have this character when all of those things that she's doing could have been do could have been done by Leia. Why are we investing? I mean, I understand that they could have had no way of knowing what was going to happen with Carrie Fisher. I, of course, I understand that. But even just from a writing perspective at all, why are we investing in this new person that's just, that's only going to- That they're going to kill off. And you could have had Leia when we could have seen, we could have learned more. We've never seen her use the force before, except for, except for hunches. And, you know, we never actually seen her use the force. So it's pretty weird to have your first time with her actually using the force, her flying through space, like some kind of space gypsy. It was so bad. And uh, and I, I just don't understand how Poe is the bad one here because he literally had a plan. They had no plan. What was she just planning on just flying through until they ran out of gas and then that's it? I, I mean, I just don't understand. Yeah. Like at least he was trying something and he mm -hmm. had a plan. And if, if she doesn't agree with that plan, that's fine. But have a plan. She had no plan. And so I don't understand that character. I don't understand why Maz sends them to Candlebright. What is she doing? Why is she sending them to this person? And what is the point of having an Oscar-winning actor <laughs> playing this thief that's in there for, like, no time at all? And, and he's just... Yeah. A nothing yeah. character. I mean, even the more I sat on it, even things like BB-8 irritated me. Like, what are they doing with that? It's the cutest character in the world, and they just don't do anything. Like, I, I just, it was so disappointing mm -hmm. from the where they started with Force Awakens, and I, I, it looks pretty, but even the ending fight with Luke when he's a hologram—that's so disappointing. <laughs> yeah and he could have he could he he sat by and watched all of these years when he could have done something he could have been involved and so what on earth he's the most loyal character in the history of film and now all of a sudden <laughs> what have you done to him i i just uh it's it's a movie that definitely when i first saw it i was kind of like well that was long and uh, not my favorite. But then the more I thought about it, the more I really grew to kind of dislike it. And I guess the only reason it's this high is just because I do like Star Wars and I, I do like a few parts of Raylo and it looks nice. So if I had to watch it, I'd rather watch it than the other three. But anyway, yeah. so there's, that's my thoughts of The Last Jedi. I don't, I didn't hurt my childhood. I'm fine, but that's where I am. <laughs>
<laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I have it just a little higher, which also we'll get to, but uh, I, I, I share so many of your sentiments. It's, it's a really problematic film. Uh-huh. And, and uh, I, I, I love The Force Awakens. And this I liked, but I'm with you. Like the more, the more I thought about it, I, 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 there's issues which I get to. I guess when I get to, 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 yeah. to my to my uh, ranking of it, um, my my number seven is Disney Nature Born in China, uh-huh. and uh, I don't get me wrong. I think these Disney Nature films they are gorgeous. They are yeah. so well crafted. And I kind of felt bad putting it this low <laughs> because I didn't mean it really is a slam to it so much, you know, but, but there's a combo and it's just, it's just my own personal taste, Rachel. I think we probably have talked about this before. I am just not a huge nature guy. And, yeah. and, uh, uh, and I, while I, I, I respect it and I'm in awe of it, uh, I just can't say I always love watching a nature documentary this film I watched on Disney Plus. I didn't. I didn't see this one in the theater. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, uh, again, I'm absolutely amazed at at the, at the uh, cinematography in these. It's just like, how in the world are they filming so up close? And some of the angles that they get, yeah. and I just don't know how they do it. And and it's marvelous. But I have to tell you, if I had to see those those horrible monkeys. <laughs> one more, you know, one more second. I, with those horrible fangs, and then how mean they are to each other, how they, like, shun the big brother, you know, just because oh, yeah. they're going to dote on the that. baby. And, you know, so there was that. And there was the monkeys, I think, that I just thought, seriously, like, can we please <laughs> be done with the monkeys? I and have, then I'm going to have nightmares. Yeah, I haven't seen this in a long time, and I admit it, I did not rewatch it for this ranking, but I thought I just remember watching it and that what happens with the snow leopard I won't I won't yeah will it that was so shocking to me I know <laughs> that me too this, that was that my next that was my next comment believe that I was like whoa and uh, thought- and so that moves it up a point a couple points for me <laughs> um but uh but yeah no I get it I mean these nature documentaries are not for everybody but Disney should know if if they ever are listening to this podcast, they should know that I put penguins ahead of Star Wars in 2019. And <laughs> I put Disney <laughs> I put I put panda bears and snow leopards <laughs> above Star Wars in 2017. That's right. <laughs> they should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i i tell you and, um but one thing that i did i i could have watched that those pandas like the whole movie i just kept saying go back to the pandas to myself you know it was like please no more snow leopard tragedy and and no more monkeys you know no more of these horrible monkeys yeah so yeah. anyway um well yeah so that's so yeah that's my that's my number seven okay good all right, so my number six is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. This was another incredibly disappointing film for me. I was so excited for it. I loved the first film. And 
I really don't like this movie. I know a lot of people like it better than the first one, which, okay, that's fine. Um, but I, I just, I did not like the ego plot at all. The whole thing where he's like killing, you know, thousands of people and, you know, like the whole reveal. And then the way they mixed humor in there did not work. I don't think at all. All of a sudden David Hasselhoff is in the middle of like a dramatic <laughs> sequence. Like what? <laughs> and I didn't like, I, the, my main problem with this movie is that the first movie was all about uniting this group of ragtag people, right? Yeah, right. Misfits, this band of misfits, right? So then what do they do at the beginning of this movie? They immediately separate them all. Yeah. And what is so charming as part of a group becomes very weary and wearisome and frustrating in individuals. I got yeah. so sick of Drax in this movie. All he does is just make fun of Mantis the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not funny to me at all. And it's over yeah. and over and over how ugly Mantis is. Why is that funny? I still don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rocket, I got sick of. And I don't understand why the, I don't understand why Yondu's crew is rebelling, why he's mutinying. They found out yeah. that Star Lord uh, was, he, he, like, they found out about Star Lord hadn't he already been there like didn't they see him like i don't understand why that was a a revelation didn't they already know that um so that was confusing to me um and i don't understand why you get sylvester stallone to be in like two scenes what a waste um i i don't know the whole thing just felt kind of unpleasant and not funny and I I thought that a lot of the things that were like these little Easter gems, Easter eggs in the first movie, all of a sudden were very, um, very over the top and obvious. So they weren't as fun. Like the music, for instance, whereas the music was like this little gem that you enjoyed from the first one. Um, in this one, literally you have Baby Groot with a boom box playing the music out you know it's like this it's this thing that's a part of the story as opposed to being this sort of subtle fun little thing you know it's it's so obtuse now and yeah um and uh baby Groot super adorable but they're like three different villains why did we need those gold people I still don't understand um I don't know I just didn't like this movie I was super disappointed I went to a double marathon um where i saw oh, the first did. one and then i saw the second one uh, and disappointing yeah yeah and uh so maybe it's just me and james gunn's humor just don't get it. it's beautiful it looks really nice it's not for me so i it's one of my least favorite mcu films so i also have guardians of the galaxy volume two oh my six. gosh yeah it's not a movie that i really like either i just for you know the reasons that you you said uh, I, I'm with you. The cast is better together than they were separate. And I know sometimes, you know, you have to pull people apart to have their own little, you know, kind of separate adventures and whatnot. But, and I, and I felt like maybe, maybe this is a film I might like more if they, you know, get to make a volume three into volume four or whatever, if they're able to pull maybe some of the more of those storylines in. Cause it just seemed like they were cramming 
a lot of stuff in there and none of it really worked. I, I'm with you on the ego plot line, not great. Sylvester Stallone's in your movie, yeah, and you're only using him for like basically a cameo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, not that he's the most brilliant thing, but it would been cool, you know, to have him I think in it more. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, just, just yeah, just a disappoint, just a disappointing movie. The first one, the first one is just to me, it was quite exhilarating, quite just delightful and fun, fun just unexpected. Uh, although I do have friends that don't care for it at all. But you yeah. know, so I think it's one of those runs, it. the, runs the gamut. I think it's a blast, I and and it, yeah. this one was a real, this one was a, a real disappointment. Yeah, well, we are way more similar than I thought <laughs> we'd be. We really are. We'll see how the top five goes. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Uh, so then, my number five is Born in China. So okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's beautiful. It's. Ex- it succeeds at what it's trying to do. And I would rather watch it than either of these, any of these other five. So there you go. Uh, I don't know if I can rewatch those monkeys <laughs> and the snow and the snow leopard. But I, like I said, I have, you've watched it more recently than I, so that, that yeah. may be a bit, maybe a bit higher uh, than it deserves to be. I'll, I'll own to that. Uh, well, what do you I'll go and I just wondered to excuse me if I would no. if it, if um I'd seen it on the big screen I wonder I might have enjoyed it a little more just because again the just the absolutely gorgeous nature yeah. cinematography you know it's just gorgeous but then okay. maybe those monkey fangs would have scared me even more <laughs> on the big screen <laughs> yeah <laughs> horrible monkeys i mean i was Ugh. so shocked i remember just being like me looking at my looking at jen and just being like what that's did snow that leopard. just happen what? i know i was so that made me so sad uh, <laughs> it was dramatic yeah uh, that's dramatic for so, sure so what do you have at five so my five is just star wars the last jedi Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a real Star Wars head, but but uh this movie and then you just look at the how the, that that whole sequel trilogy panned out and it just uh has so many problems with it. Uh I think I liked it more initially than I do now, particularly because I just felt I just you know, and we've talked about this and yeah. And but uh, I just don't ever feel like Lucasfilm really had had their act together with how they wanted to tell these to tell this story in the sequel trilogy, because what happens in the last Skywalker negates so much of what <laughs> was presented in the Last Jedi, yeah. and and uh, that really upsets me. I mean, again, I still I love Star Wars. I, I will always be, a, you know, I will always be a fan, but, but this was disappointing. There were some, there were some moments I thought of real brilliance in it, mm-hmm. but real problems, you know, I, I hear what you're saying about Luke and I, and I think that's kind of a, a universal thing, particularly from Star Wars fans. However, I always thought Luke was really whiny as a character mm-hmm. in the, in the original films and heroic and loyal. Yes, but totally whiny. <laughs> and so for him to to become a bit of a hermit after some real devastating personal stuff, I personally didn't have as much trouble with that just because 
mean, I could see people's criticism of it, absolutely. But because Luke was so, you know, I'm calling him whiny, but, but, but also after having such devastating loss, I kind of felt that it, I thought it was an interesting choice to make him retreat the way he did. Uh, again, maybe not necessarily the best choice, but an interesting one. Uh, but I wish that he would have had a better outcome, even though he ultimately is heroic in that film. As you said, it was a hologram, you know, it was, or he was projecting himself. It wasn't necessarily himself. Um, so problematic, Space Leia, I didn't hate Space Leia as much as many, because I, I wondered if Leia, you know, how much Leia could use the Force. And then when it happened, I was like, well, I guess she uses the Force. <laughs> Like, surprise! <laughs> it just looked so bad. It was so cheesy. I, yeah. I mean, I know yeah. it's a cheesy series. I get that, but it was but still like, exactly. I, I don't so. know. I mean, for me, with Star Wars, I, I, one of the appeals, and this might kind of go back to sort of our shared faith, is that I always felt like the Force was basically kind of a priesthood type power that you could, the kind of thing that that you know divided the red sea and like a, a power like that and then you had to sort of be trained on it had to be your calling uh yeah. to, in order to use it and i just feel like they've watered it down to such a degree in the idea of being sort of i don't know like being proletariat to the masses or whatever that anybody can use the force any but the that uh that it just becomes i mean it's kind of like what what uh, you know what um uh, Dax says in Incredibles, if everyone is special, then nobody is. Yeah, then nobody is. Yeah. It's not interesting anymore. And uh, and so for them to just kind of turn into these sort of lukewarm superhero stories has just been really disappointing. And I think yeah. that they had so much potential. Oh, that's what's so devastating about it. Is they had so much potential. They had, with with these great characters they brought in. I mean, Ray is amazing. And I love, I love Finn and Poe. And, and they, they wrecked it all. They wrecked them all. None of them had a satisfying. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only person that I thought had a satisfying character arc through the three films was Kylo Ren. Uh, but, but, uh, and even him, True. you know what? He got thrown into a pit for the final battle. You know, it's yeah. like, what? Yeah. what's that about you know and uh, yeah. uh so so frustrating i thought yeah. one other just one last thing because again you know i don't mean to mean to be the dead horse i guess two things i'm with you on canto bite so problematic uh and i think i was just so sad when so we see when ray goes into that cave all of like the empire strikes back to you know when yeah he's going into the cave and ray's like you know, show me my parents, and you're just trying to get some kind of an answer. And she basically just sees an infinity version of herself. I know people were making fun of that, or like how we were like the snapping and all that stuff. But I thought, in a way, it was effective because it's like you know, what what we're learning about Ray is that Ray, it's like up to her. Like she's kind of mm -hmm. determining her own destiny rather than her bloodline. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens in the Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> Yeah, it makes no oh, sense. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it makes no sense. And then when you're trying to work in the like 
they, 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 when you're trying to work, if you're supposedly the prequels are part of canon, it makes especially no sense. And yeah. so, yeah, anyway. it's, it's a mess. It is a, a yeah. mess. They had, they had gold and they turned it into to coal. I mean, yeah. What? yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so, um, hi. So number four for me, and I feel pretty close actually on four and three, uh, but number four for me is Spider-Man Homecoming. And I, I liked this film. I wasn't as crazy about it as some people were. Like a lot of people had it in their top 10 of the year. I was not there. I do like it way better than Far From Home, which I was not a fan of. Um, I'm, I still don't like the fact that they kind of turned Peter into mini Tony in these movies. I, I think that was a mistake, that choice. Um, but you got to love Tom Holland. He's great. I think Michael Keaton was really good in this uh, as Vulture. Uh, he's a really good MCU villain. Uh, there's a lot of fun scenes uh, with that. I wish there was more web slinging. Hardly any of him fly, you know, flying through the city i would have liked more of that um the action set pieces feel very iron manny to me and uh, i don't know i just wish he got to do his own thing have his own style and uh so you know that's not my favorite um but uh but it's perfectly charming and fine um and uh so it's like a mid-tier uh mcu film for me okay I think we're probably pretty close. So my number four was Cars 3. Yeah, that's my number three. So I, I was yeah. back and forth, and, back and forth with them. Yeah, and Spider-Man Homecoming is my number three. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I'll just chime in about, about Spider-Man. Uh, I thought, so, uh, I, uh, you know, I don't disagree with, 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 your, with, you, with your commentary on it, for sure. For me, I was so disappointed with those Andrew Garfield Spider-Man yeah. films. I thought they were dreadful. And also, talk about a money grab. It's like, didn't we already see this story? You know what I mean? They're just like, I mean, anyway, I was really frustrated with them because I, I, I know that Sony was making them so they could keep the rights. You know, how that was, how that, yeah. how that, I think it's been well publicized. That's been part of that, it was part of their contract. Uh, and they just weren't good. I, I, I thought, I thought that the Tobey Maguire ones, the first two, I think, I think it's kind of a general consensus that the first two are great and the third one's really problematic, right? And yeah. the Tobey Maguire ones. But they were really good, I thought. And then to just basically remake him with a few little changes to some characters, but still is like, really? Like, why? And uh, while I really like Emma Stone, and I, and I think Andrew Garfield is, is, is a good actor too, but I just, none of it worked for me. So this, mm -hmm. when Spider-Man Homecoming came out and they were making it part of the MCU, I just was just grateful because I really liked, I mean, I just really liked Spider-Man. And mm -hmm. so I thought, I thought that was a really, for me, the Tony Stark stuff and, and how he was almost like mini Tony Stark, I thought it was a fun differentiator from, mm -hmm. from these other films. The uh, uh, Tom Holland, I think, is a very good Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. I loved, I loved... Marissa Tomei as as Aunt May because it just added a whole different dimension to it, you know. Uh, rather than someone more on the elderly side 
-hmm. someone who's more feisty. <laughs> you know? yeah. And and uh, I not that you know Grandma Ma isn't feisty, but just but less vulnerable almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, and 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 I thought that was a really uh, a really appealing choice. And then with you, Michael Keaton is a is a good villain. And I really loved the reveal when you find out. You know. Yeah. Uh, that car ride who, is who really he's related good. to yeah that car ride is so well done and i i do think both of the female characters in this are pretty eh, pretty bland yeah i, I yeah, yeah i hear you mm -hmm. um, um but i like him and his friend i think are fun overall it's a charming little film um and like i said i i like it a lot better than this than far from home personally i i think that the MCU Spider-Man though is probably is the best MCU Spider-Man movie is probably Infinity War. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, his best appearance in the MCU, in my opinion. I yeah, he's great in Infinity War for sure. I really like him in yeah. Civil War as well. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, those would be my favorite. Um, yeah. So yeah, so then as far as Cars three, since we have those swapped. Uh, I mean, this movie looks great. Uh, the racing scenes are incredible. It's way better than Cars 2. We all agree. Um, Absolutely. And I really liked Cruz Ramirez, and I liked that plot. And I liked the fact it's basically talking about systematic racism, the fact, or sexism. The fact that yeah. that she's just kind of accepted that, that that's not going to be an option for her yeah racing despite the fact that she loves it uh and it takes lightning pushing her literally into the race in order for her to to break down some of those barriers i thought that was actually a pretty mature coming from a cars movie pretty mature uh discussion to have and uh i you know i enjoyed the the um uh the what's it called um the demolition derby that was fun yeah yeah um i mean the cars movies are so bizarre they're they're nutty <laughs> but <laughs> like what is going on uh but yeah i don't know it's fun i'd watch it again and enjoy it i think yeah you know i you know how much i love just i love the aesthetic of mm -hmm. the cars movies and i'm glad that this one had a better plot than or at least had a plot you know, Cars yeah. 2 was just, you know. Yeah. It was Cars 2. <laughs> but uh, I, this one was just, I, I thought it was just a joy to watch. I, I, I loved, I thought the story was 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 uh, surprising. Uh, the way that they decided to approach this relationship between Lightning McQueen and Cruz Ramirez. And turning Lightning McQueen into, a, into the mentor uh rather than the than the competitor i just thought was was bald and cool you know and, and uh and, and 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 frankly mature you know it was just like a, it was an adult uh something and and kids i think are going to enjoy it but i think i think as an adult i appreciated the, the direction they decided to take the story not to mention just the gorgeous animation that they always do at pixar and then the carsified world I could just look at that all day, you know? I just think it's so clever and so fun because I'm such a car nut, you know? So anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm going, okay. So, yeah. I, and, and I'm with you. It was really kind of a fine line between those two, like where to put them. Yeah. Between cars, were, between cars three and, and, and Spider Man. Yeah. They're about the same for me. So, yeah, we, I, I thought this would be a lot different than, than it is. For some, some reason, I thought, for some reason, I thought you were a bigger fan of Guardians 2. I don't know why. Um, mm, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so number two, I, I bet we have the same number two and number one. Number two for me is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Yep. Same uh, here. <laughs> and this movie is so funny. I just think it's hilarious. I love the writing. I I could I think it's probably the most rewatchable of all of the MCU films. Uh, because as much as I love the Avengers, original Avengers, as much as I love Endgame, I can't watch that on an ordinary day. I can't just put yeah. it on for, you know, for a, a breezy watch. Like, that's intense stuff. It's got intense stuff. And this is just so funny. From the very beginning, when when uh, when <laughs> they have that play with, with Matt Damon playing Loki, like, what on earth is happening? <laughs> it's so funny. And it is. I uh, I love I just love it. I think it's I think it's hilarious and I I really love like getting to see Hulk as sort of Hulk for a long extended period. We yes. Really do that. <laughs> and I loved uh Valkyrie is this sort of boozy <laughs> funny <laughs> awesome woman. And she's so cool and I loved uh, Jeff Goldblum's character. Jeff Goldblum. Hilarious. And I don't know, I just thought it was joyful and funny. But then it's also pretty intense. So, I mean, the way they just, like, kill off the Warriors 3 and all these other people, it's like, boom, you're gone. And that was sort of shocking. But, yeah. you know, Kate Winslet, I mean, Kate, not Kate Winslet, Kate Blanchett is, is having a great time. Um. And uh, so I just really enjoyed it. I loved all the, it was really cool looking. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of what I wanted Guardians to be. But uh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, good right point. Now. I This movie was so refreshing. Yeah. It's just such, just pure, pure movie going delight. It, it, uh, so funny. I liked how overall, it just didn't really take itself that seriously, which I was talking to somebody about it who didn't just love it because they're saying, oh, you know, I don't think that the Hulk would have just been so, or that Bruce Banner would have been just so, kind of so flippant about this stuff. But I think that's what I liked about it, you know, is that it just, it, it, it just, it, it was surprising in just how, in how silly it was. But, but again, it, it all worked. I think within the, within the whole, MCU storyline and and uh, it's 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 just a, it's just a delightful movie. So great. All right, so number one, we agree. Number one is Coco. Yeah, Coco. I uh, we watched this together not that long yeah. ago. It feels like a million years ago. It feels like it was about yeah. We did like <laughs> a, a a watch from our respective residences, kind of at the first of the shutdown right yeah when i was on lockdown because they thought i had covid and and we watched coco and what a kind of live tweeted that was fun yeah what a wonderful film i absolutely love the the message of family and uh ancestry and 
music, remember me, may be the best thing that the Lopez's have ever written. Oh my stars! Uh, and I, I'm putting it right up there with "Let It Go." It's that so good. Such a good song. Yeah. Such a beautiful song. It's such a hopeful movie. I, I yeah, I mean the 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 reveal um, would be a, of uh, De La Cruz would be better if disney hadn't already done that like five billion times <laughs> but <laughs> i don't care it still works it's your favorite yeah, yeah. Reveal. <laughs> villain reveal <laughs> uh, they just need to stop that it's we've had it a lot and um but i still i just love hector and i love all the characters and miguel and uh i think it's it's so beautiful the animation is gorgeous. It's one of my favorite Pixar films. It would be in my, I think in my last ranking, I had it at number five. Yeah. Pixar ranking. It is just such a wonderful film. I saw it, just saw it last week. Uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. playing on the big screen again for one of those comeback classics. Uh-huh. And uh, of course, it was a private screening, <laughs> basically. <Yeah. laughs> but I was, I was with a friend, but, but still... I was so happy to be able to see it on the big screen again. I mean, I'll watch it on any screen, you know, I just love it. But just really to be able to take in the amazing art of that film, that whole, uh, you know, the Day of the Dead aesthetic, I mean, you know, hello, Mr. Wussy here with stuff. It's not my favorite. However, leave it to Pixar to make all of their, make sections where there's all skeletons and they're so appealing. <laughs> you know, the character, yeah. the character designs are so appealing, so masterfully done. Just as you said, the, the music, the, 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 uh, the voices that they got to do, you know, to, to do the character voices. And it's, it's, just, it's, it's just an absolutely marvelous film. And then, of course, uh, just the- thematically, I think it's so meaningful. I was talking to a friend, Rachel, who's got... Uh, a relative who, who works at Pixar. So, but they were just, they, they said, make sure, you know, you stay through the credits, which I always do, but I had forgotten, you know, at the very end of Coco, they have a, something to the effect of this, say to the, you know, to, to our wonderful family members who've gone before us or something to that extent, they put those words on the screen and then hundreds of pictures show up of people from uh, you know, I mean, just you can tell us like, it's like their grandparents, or you know, other yeah. people who have gone before, and and the, and this and this this animator there had put up a picture of his grandmother. He and, and it, it made it into the you know into that final that final cut, and just thought, isn't that cool? It's yeah. just so meaningful. I never met his grandmother, so I didn't know what I was looking for as far as yeah. the picture. <laughs> so also kind of the lower right, I'm like, well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but still. Uh, again, I just nobody does authentic emotion better in animation than Pixar. I think. Yeah. And and that this movie is just no exception. Just just absolutely wonderful. Agreed. I loved it. I still love it. So there we go. That is our ranking. We did it. Uh, not as different as I was expecting. We're pretty, I know. Pretty much the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it really, it really was. Yeah. 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 Um, so I have I have Coco at number one, Thor Ragnarok at number two, Cars three at number three. I have Spider Man Homecoming at four, Born in China at five, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume two at six. I have Star Wars The Last Jedi at 
seven. I have Dead Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales at eight, Descendants 2 at nine, and Beauty and the Beast 2017 at number 10. <laughs> All right. And for me, uh, number one is Coco, two, Thor Ragnarok, three, Spider Man Homecoming, four, Cars 3, five, Star Wars The Last Jedi, six, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, seven, Disney Nature Born in China and Those Horrible Monkeys with the Fangs. Uh, eight parts of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales, nine descendants to, and then at the very bottom of the barrel, that horrible, horrible Beauty and the Beast from 2017. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. I'll just send you my 53 minute. Yes. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Rachel's 53 minute <laughs> tirade. <laughs> uh, Which is, well, you know, I mean, this film earns it. It would even more earn more because it's yeah, so bad. That's right. Uh, so let us know what your ranking would be. Yes. Uh, if you're listening, please share with us in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your ranking. And if you'd like us to do further years, these are easy to do. Uh, these ranking videos, they're a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, let, totally fun. let us know. And Stanford, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark. And I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And uh, and make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast. We are gearing up uh, and starting Christmas coverage already. So make sure to check out over there. We're going to have interviews, lots of really great stuff. So check that out. And also we have our patron group, which we appreciate so much. We really need that support right now. Uh, and also we have our merch store. We can get hashtag animation junkie shirts. Uh, so check that out. Uh, we really appreciate that support and uh, thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all later. Bye everyone. Bye. All right. We